Okay, we are continuing our Yerucha Shurim, and we are learning Schirus Pelim, employment halachas, and now we're in the second week. And um, the Shurim, like we said, for Parshas, I'm sorry, for Chaydish, uh, Teves, by A.Y. Nakdimen and family, Nishmas' mother, Esther Basavram, Allah Shalom. So today we're going to have a very lumdish ashir. A lot of lumdus today. Mishmak lumdus. So get your uh, lumdish caps on. Um, let's just recap a little bit what we covered last week. Last week we learned about a halacha if someone gives their word to hire someone else and then either of them back out and assuming that there is no monetary loss for either of them. So then there's the concept that they could have tarumas, grievances against each other, but there's no monetary claim against each other. We also learned last week that if the, someone hires some workers and they back out and there is some type of loss, so then he is allowed to hire new workers even if it's more expensive so then the first workers will have to pay the difference because they backed out again. They didn't start anything. There was no Kenyan. It was just a verbal agreement but now there's a loss. So therefore he is allowed to hire new workers for more money that the first workers will pay the difference. And or as we said he's even allowed to trick them to promise them more and we'll talk about that later. Um, Later on, in, uh, at the end of the week, in, on Wednesday, Be'ez HaShem, more barichos, that prat. We also talked about a case where you hired a worker and they started going to the job. They started going to the job, and once they started going to the job, so then you're locked in, and therefore if you back out, if they get there and they see there's no work to be done, and you back out because you have nothing for them to do, so you still have to pay them for the day's work, and um, we've talked about the idea of a poil bottle. You don't have to pay them the full amount. You have to pay them what they would take to, um, to not work today. And we're going to talk about that the second half of tonight's shear, try to figure that out exactly. So those are the three things that we talked about last week. So the one thing left to talk about is the following case. And that's a case where there was a verbal agreement right, I'm going to hire you, and we had a case where the workers backed out and caused the owner a loss. What about the other way around? The, own, the, the employer, the one who's hiring, he backs out, again, only of a verbal agreement, he backs out, and now because of that, the workers have a loss of money because they were relying on the fact they're going to be hired today, and now they, uh, they, don't, have what to, they don't have any work. So, what is the halacha in that case? So, if we turn to page 26, 26 is the, is the daf, ayin, vavam, and beis, in Baba Metzia that we've been learning till now. And we saw part of this taisvis on the top right there. The taisvis, this taisvis says, going on the Gemara, that says, if they back out, with just a verbal agreement, ein lohem tarumas, they only have grievances against each other. So says so we saw the t- 
parents of Taisvis, who says, why do they have grievances? Because it's a bother for them to get more other work. They're not really losing out anything. They could go get other work, but that's a tircha, and for that tircha they could have a grievance. But let's look at Taisvis' question. Kashalari, the Ri has a question. We pass in like Reb Meir, who holds that we could obligate someone for the halacha called garmi. What is garmi? So there's something called a grama. A grama is an indirect damage. An indirect damage that someone does to someone else is pater midine adam, v'chayav bidine shamayim. Meaning, Bezdin cannot obligate the person to pay for the indirect damage. However, in Shamayim, they will obligate him, and therefore he has his personal obligation from heaven to pay. But Bezdin can't obligate him. Then there's something called Garmi. Garmi means a, di- a direct indirect damage. What is a direct indir- indirect damage? So the Gemara is a simple case. A case, let's say you have, someone has a Shtar Chayv, meaning it's a, a document that says, that Ruvain owes Shimon money. So Ruvain owes Shimon money. So now I go and I take that document and I burn it. Okay? I burn it. So now Shimon has no way of proving that Ruvain owes him the money. Now, did I cause him a direct damage? I didn't cause him a direct damage. I burned his star and now he cannot collect his debt. So the Gemara calls that a garmi. It's an indirect damage, but it's a direct indirect damage. Now, exactly how to categorize what is called grama and what is called garmi, so that is a big sugya unto itself. Um, some say it has to do, if I actually go do it, bikavana, I have intention to do it, and I do it biyadayim. In other words, I went and took the star and put it into the fire. That makes it a garmi as opposed to an indirect damage. Others say it has to, it's, it's qualified being bari hazeka. What I'm doing is for sure going to hurt the person. When you do an indirect damage, it means I, do a, I, I give a kick to something, right? Now, is it possible that the, I kick some pebbles, let's say. Is it possible that the pebble will then go and, and scratch the guy's car? It's possible, it's possible not. That's indirect, because it's not for sure that what I'm doing is going to cause a damage. If I go burn the guy's document, I'm causing him a damage. It's indirect, but it's surely happening. So that might be the change between grama indirect and garmi, which we'll call direct indirect. So, again, that's a big sugya. So what Tyson says, L'chaira over here, by me backing out of my verbal agreement, they are losing money because they don't have a job. Isn't that garmi? I'm causing directly, indirectly causing them not to have a job. They're supposed to work for me. Now I back out and they don't have other work. So therefore, says Taisvis, why is there only grievances against me? There should be a monetary obligation because of garmi. Answers, and this is what we said last time. No, there's no problem over here. They could find another job. There's no monetary loss over here because they could find another job. Just the grievances, like we said, is because it's a bother. Says Taisvis, so now when the Gemara 
right away it says a chiluk, a difference. Ben loy halchu achamorim lahalchu umatsu sadalacha. So the Gemara comes along with the case and says that if it's a verbal agreement, it's only grievances. But if they already went to the job, right, and they started the job, then I already have to pay them like a payo bottle. Says Tysus, why does the Gemara have to run to a case where they started the job to tell me when I'm obligated to pay? Just say a case where they couldn't get another job and they lost money. In the same case of a verbal agreement, there is a case where there's a monetary obligation. So Taisus We could have said it's talking about they didn't go at all. And there's a difference if they could find another job or not. But says Taisus, Urcha de Milsanakat. The Gemara gave us a normal case, because usually if you start a job and you go out to the field, if I retract then, you probably can't get anything else anyways. And if you haven't gone yet, you probably could find other work. So therefore, the Gemara differentiating between starting the job or not was sort of the way of saying whether there was a loss or not. So, Taisvis is saying that if I have a verbal agreement with you that we're go- I'm going to hire you and I back out before you start the job and you, because of that, cannot find another job, says Taisvis, I am obligated to pay. I caused you a loss. And what's, what's my obligation? It's called Garmi. It's a damage called Garmi. I damaged you with this halacha called Garmi. That's what Taisvis says. Uh, Herschel, I started off the show, I said, today is going to be a very lumdish year. It's going to be all lumdish. So we have to, you know, we're going to get our lumdish caps on. And this is what's going to be. Now, we're going to go through different reasons for this halacha of why when I back out from a verbal agreement and I cause you a loss, why am I obligated to pay? Taisvis is reason number one, because of Garmi. Now, I will say that there's going to, there are halachic, halacha lemaisa differences in which reason we choose, but we're not going to go through them. But just, it's not just semantics there. In the case of the Grama and the Garmi, in both cases, it could or could not have a negative impact if they find a job and it didn't. But in the case of the Garmi, is that you did something intentionally that... So that's one way of saying it. That's one way of saying it. Right. Some say the chilek is intentionally or not intentionally. Some say the chilek is if it's for sure a damage or not for sure a damage. Some say it has to do with if I did a biadayim or just some other way it indirectly happened. Again, that's a whole big sugya of how to, you know, how to, uh, how to categorize it in Grom and Garmi. In both cases, the Tzad uh, is, is that they both have the potential. Correct. Using, you know, Correct. But it's really the person's intention. Correct, yes. It'll be that, yeah. Is the amount that the, the, the owner is obligated to pay the worker the, uh, if the owner backs out and the worker can't find another job, uh, is that the amount that the worker would take to not go to work, or is that just Correct. the regular way? Correct. right, Pile yes. Bottle. And we're going to talk in the second half of tonight exactly how you figure that out. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, but you're right. It's compiled about the right because he's not working. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's the first first uh, thing. Now, if you remember from last week, we talked. If you turn to backwards to page 19, on page 19 we brought a Ramban. Now the Ramban was actually talking about why when you start the work, 
am I now obligated to pay you? So the Ramban says, because starting is like a Kenyan. It's like a Kenyan once you started and then we're locked in. What about, I haven't started the work, but there's a loss. So if you look at the top line on page 19, um, and it's really a continuation from the page before on the Ramban, which we don't have, but he says, If you backed out at a point when they can't find other work, You have to pay them. Even if they didn't start the work yet, it's a, it's a verbal agreement. The Ramban says, because it's a davar ha'aved. It's something that is a loss. Now what does that mean, it's a loss? What's that obligation? So if you now turn to, I'm going very out of order here because I'm doing my own thing tonight, uh, to page 29. Turn to page 29. And on page 29, on the top left, there's an arrow there. This is, this is the Ksais HaChoshen. And the Ksais HaChoshen is quoting a Nimuka Yosef who says the same thing as the Ramban. And if you look, um, the arrow is by the beginning of the shtickle. If you look, one, two, three, four, five lines down. He says, Chayav Bal Habayis. The Bal Habayis is obligated to pay because they lost. The Hadavar Ha'avar Hulam. Same words as the Ramban. But he explains, the Nebuchadnezzar Yosef explains. In our Mishnah, we had a case where the workers backed out from the verbal agreement. And we said if that causes a loss to the owner, so then the workers either have to pay the difference to hire new workers, or like we said earlier today, or he could trick them, but they have an obligation. What do you mean? It was only a verbal agreement. No, but a verbal agreement with a loss obligates you. So the Mishnah was talking about when the workers back out and, and the guy's flax is going to get ruined or whatever it is. So says the Mukha Yosef, just like it works that way, the same thing works the other way. If the owner backs out and because of that it's a loss to the Pailim, even though it's only a verbal agreement, you are obligated to pay. So that is the Ramban and explained, he's going in the Shita of the Nuka Yosef, who explains it a little bit more, saying that the Mishnah has told us that a verbal agreement with a loss obligates you. A verbal agreement with a loss obligates you. Now, now that is the way that the Ksais HaChoshen um, explains the, the uh, Ramban and, and the, the Nuka Yosef, that it's... Um, it's, it's similar to the Balabayas having a loss. Now there are others who explain Pshat and the Ramban a little bit. And that is the Nesivas Hamishbat, which we're not going to go through, but on the bottom of that page they bring the Nesivas. The Nesivas says a different word. And he says it was a special Takanas Chachamim. It was a special Takanas Chachamim that the Chachamim made that when it comes to hiring workers, if one side does something to cause the other one a loss, the Chachamim made a takana that you have to pay. It's not like Taisvah says, you're a mazik, midina digarmi. That's like a real chiyav. Okay, I'm a, a mazik, I damaged him. This was this really minatayra, there's no reason to obligate. This was a verbal agreement. The most it is is maybe a grama, maybe. Maybe a grama. 
because I fired you, now you can't find work. So, but it's a special takonos chachamim. The chachamim, and this makes a lot of sense, we've learned a lot of times, the chachamim made takonos to make sure that business goes and flows. You know what? If the workers don't have, neither side has protection, it's not good for the economy. If everyone just went back out and cause people losses, it's just not good. So therefore comes along the chachamim and made a takana that when it comes to schiras payalim, there's this special takana. Okay, so that is the Ramban. Now, let's go back to Tysus for one second and talk about Garmi. The Ksais HaChayshen, in an earlier piece which they don't quote here, brings a question from his son. He says, my son asked the following question. What's the question? It says in the Gemara in the Yerushalmi that let's say I go to someone's store and I barricade the front door. And because of that, nobody can come in to purchase anything. So the Gemara says, you're putter. Why are you putter? Because I didn't damage you. I just caused you not to profit. It's a very subtle difference. And you, but you find this all over. You find this all over in halacha. You find this when it comes to uh, not davening uh, with a minion or not davening, uh, let's say, not davening shachris at all. It's, let's say, you, it depends if you'll have a loss of money or you just won't make a profit. It's a big difference. Loss, Chazal were nervous about losses. Not making a profit just means you won't make a profit. They're not always the same thing. So the Gemara over here says, Yushalmi says, I barricade the door, I didn't cause you a loss. I just withheld people from buying, you didn't make a profit. So I'm potter. So asks the Ksais HaKhaish and his son, that when I fired the worker, I didn't cause them a loss. I just made it that they couldn't go make a profit. They didn't lose anything. Today they won't make money. It's not like they had money and they lost it. I, if I'm the Balabais and I have flax in the vat, if we don't take it out, it's going to be ruined. That's a loss. If I make it, you don't make money today, that's not making profit. So says the Ksaisachayshin's son, asked on Tysus, how do you call that garmi? That's not garmi. There's no damages involved. It's only withholding a profit. Correct. Allah, a loss is a loss. Potential is not is called menias revach. So, so that's the Ksais's um, uh, uh, son's question, and the Ksais has a very interesting tarets which we won't go through now. But um, one of the other achroinim says as follows: He says that um, it really depends. It really depends. It's true, holding back profit is not necessarily considered a direct damage. But if you were for sure going to make profit, and now you're not, that is called a damage. So in the case of the store, he says, that's talking about who knows, maybe no customers are coming today. You know, not every day customers come. So if not every day customers come, so it's not vadai that you wouldn't make the profit. But these guys are ready to work. And there's jobs available. They would have had another job if you wouldn't have backed out. Now that you backed out, they can't get the other job. That's withholding profit, but it's vadai that you're withholding the profit because they for sure would have another job and therefore that you are chayav for. 
So in Taisvis that said it's Garmi, our question is, what do you mean? It's not called a, a damage because it's like locking the door. Says the, this Achron, the Pilpula Charifta, his answer is no, that if it's Karev Levadai, that's enough to be called a damage, even though it's just withholding profit. Okay, so we have Taisvis and we have the Ramban. Now let's look on page 27. This is also a very famous ritva, where he gives it a little another twist. It's similar to the Ramban. Some of the Achroinim try to say the Ramban and the ritva are sort of saying the same thing, but each one says it with their own knech. So the ritva here says like this. Um, this is really on a Gemara somewhere earlier, on Ayin Dalid. But if you look at, uh, on the top left side over there, where the gray starts, he says, Umayri harav tiritz. Um, let me see one second. So, um, 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 so, there's a concept in the Gemara Masech Kedushin, something called an Arev. What's an Arev? An Arev is a guarantor, a co-signer. What's an Arev? That means to say, Reuven wants to, lend, wants to borrow money from Shimon. And Shimon says, I don't trust you. I don't know, will you ever pay me back? So Levi comes along and says, I'll be a guarantor. I'll be a guarantor. If he doesn't pay you, I'll pay you. Okay? So... So uh, Ruvain then borrows the money, Shimon lends the money to Ruvain. Then Ruvain doesn't pay. So he goes to Levi. What obligated Levi to pay? What, what did he do? Did he, make, he never made a Kenyan. He just said, I'm going to lend him the money and I'll pay if he defaults. What obligates him to pay? So the Gemara says, there's a concept called, a din called Arif. Be'ahi hana, with the pleasure that I got, the satisfaction that I got, that you listened to me and lent him money, that obligates me. I did get something. I didn't get the money. Shimon, uh, I forgot who I, Reuben got the money, right? But I got the Hana that because of me, you were willing to lend him the money. That's called Midin Arev. The Gemara in Kedushan talks about this by Evikanani, by, by marrying a woman. Could you marry a woman with that Hana? In other words, if a, if a lady goes over to a man and says, Give a, 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 a pruta to somebody else. Is she, and I'll be Mikudeshes to you. She didn't get the ring. The other guy got the ring. So why is she Mikudeshes? Well, she got the Hana that you, the husband, gave the ring to someone else. That she's Mikudeshes Midin Arev. She received the satisfaction that because of your, my word, you did something. You spent money. So here also says the the uh, the uh, Ritva that in this case the Toimadafayandalid, the Hana that he relies on him and gives the money, that makes the obligation. Says the Ritva, that's the whole topic of Shiras Payalim. Why do the, he's going on the flip side. When the workers back out, 
Why do they have to pay? Or if the owner backs out, he has to pay. It was just a verbal agreement. Where's the Kenyan? Why do we have so what? So there's a loss. It's a grama maybe. It's indirect. Or it's a withholding profit. Whatever you want to say, the Ritzvah says, what's the obligation? The Kevin Shesom Because they relied on each other. They obligated themselves to each other. In other words, I hired you. I hired you workers, right? A verbal agreement. I relied on you. And now because you're backing out, I'm having a loss. Now I could have gone and gotten other workers. If you wanted to give me your word, I would have gotten other workers. So I relied on you. And who was in the other way around? If I, the owner, back out and the workers could have gotten other work, they say, one second, we relied on your word. That reliance on each other is called midin arev, and that's why they're obligated to pay. That's why they're obligated to pay. That is the ritva. That is the ritva shita. A shita of because we relied on each other. Now it's a very interesting thing here. Because till to this ritva, the din of Arev was always that you, there was a real Hanah that happened. Meaning, I got Hanah that you lent him money. That means there was a real giving of money and it was because you relied on me or the woman. She says, I got Hanah that my husband gave somebody a pruta. In this case, there was no real giving of anything yet. They just relied on each other. They relied on each other and that reliance made it that because of that, they didn't hire other workers or he didn't get another job. So if there's a loss, they're going to be obligated. Now you have, to be, you have to think about this carefully because if there's no loss, they could back out. Right? We said they just have grievances. There's no monetary loss. But when there is a loss, when there is a loss, that means that I gave up something because I relied on you. My giving up my potential for work or my giving up my potential to get other workers because I relied on you obligates me. That's the ritva. Very lamdeshe, lamdeshe ritva. So that is the third reason why you're chayiv in this case. And the last reason we'll say is the Mardchai. And the Mardchai, we don't, it's not here in these Marmachimists, I'll just speak it out. And the Mardchai says that there's a certain understanding. It's not a Takkanas Chachamim, like we said before in the Ramban. It's just a certain understanding between people. You don't need the Chachamim to come in and make Takana for this to work. There's a certain understanding between employees and employers that if there's going to be a loss because of some type of thing that we had going, even if it's a grama, we're going to pay. It's like an it's like a, a understood thing, he says. And therefore, even if there's no kinyan, if it's a grama, it's an understood thing. Again, probably because it's for our, both of our own benefits. If employers and employees don't have this protection, the whole system breaks down. So before we said in the Ramban that it's a takanas chachamim, right? Okay, takanas chachamim. But here you don't need a takanas chachamim. It's just that you could, they could take care of it themselves. It's, it's, so therefore he holds it's just a general understanding. So we have four ways to understand the halacha of why you back out from a verbal agreement and there's a loss you have to pay. And like I said, there are 
halachic lemaisa nafkaminas that which won't go through. But we have Taisus who says it's a real damage called garmi. We have the Ramban who says it's called a dover ha'avud, dover ha'avud, and maybe that's a takanas chachamim. We have the Ritzva that says there's this concept of arev, and the Mardchai says it's just an understanding, an umdana it's called, an understanding between employers and employees. Four different reasons to understand why this halacha is true. Now, you should just know in Shulchan Aruch, when it talks about it, it uses the word davar ha'avod. Davar ha'avod. It's a davar ha'avod, which sounds very much like Ramban, Nimuka Yosef, um, something like that. Okay. Now let us... Sure. For the first three reasons, the basis of the bias for the debit to pay? All reasons. All the reasons. But for the understanding reason, it seems like maybe based on the No, because it's, it's like, uh, <coughs> excuse me, it's a general understanding enough that they're going to, yeah, that even in halacha, it's, okay. it, it gets halachic um, teeth to it no. that they could be mechaim. What's the Ramban reason again? Sorry. The Ramban? The Ramban says that he calls it a davar ha'avod. There is a loss here, and just like the Mishnah said that if the owner has a loss, you have to, the workers have to pay, so to the other way around, if the workers have a loss, the owner has to pay. Okay. And, the, and some said it was a special takanas chachamim. That was what the Ramban meant. Takanas chachamim in order to make sure that the employer employees are, are, uh, are protected. Okay, now let us just talk about poyo bottle. So now we said whenever you have to pay, you only have to pay kepoyo bottle. What is the obligation of poyo bottle? So we said the amount a, pers- a person would take not to have to work, right? He, he doesn't want to lose the money. He needs some money, so there's an amount. So is there a shear to this? So if we look um, on page 32. If you look on page 32, there's a taz. There's a taz in the middle of the page there, um, under the Shulchan Aruch, like there's a, 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 a two rezav, right on top of the Ber HaGoyl on the Bir HaGra, there's a little gray line on the right side there. So he says over here, Pirush Matsasi Kasev B'Kaivetz Yashan V'Zel He says, I found in an old sefer, Kasev V'Haga, I found the tshuva from Rashi and other places that they'd say it means half. A pile bottle is half. He brings the rach, brings the shem Rabbeinu Hananel. Then he says, I found another tshuva from Rashi. The Rashi says, Half of the amount. So Rashi is giving a shear. Um, that it is half, half the amount. What it, whatever he would have made that day. Yeah, whatever the law, whatever the made the amount was that we were supposed to be paid, right? So half of that because the mindset they don't have to work, right? Job if job they're doing would have been like a multi-day job. You have well, the, um, you know. Well, it depends. So if, if he'll have to pay for the whole job, it'll be the whole job. Now, the truth is, the halacha is that if they could find other work, right, they're mechoyev to find other work. Right, but the next day, let them go fire the work. Why do I have to pay them for it? Right. right. It's only if they can't find other work, 
So I need to pay them, so then I can pay them kapal bottle. Or if they're making less than, than they would have made from me, so I have to pay them. So that is the that is Rashi. Um, now, however, the they bring um, there's a very good sefer called uh, Parnasa Kehalacha um, on Hilchas Chiras Pa'alim, and it's actually in English and in Hebrew. And actually, I was told I bought the Hebrew version. I got the English version from somebody else, and someone else told me afterwards that actually the English version is better than the Hebrew version because it was actually written in English and then translated to Hebrew. So if you want to get the real, you know, sometimes it, when you get the real, yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> so, um, so it goes through the Shulchan, it has the Shulchan Aruch, and, very, and it explains it, it has case Halacha Lamaisa, and they have a lot of stuff here. So he, on the bottom he brings here from a Rajba, from a Rajba that says, Aloshan, that what does it mean, Kikpal Batal? He brings peichsin like sas. You have to take off a little bit. Doesn't say half. He just says a little bit. Okay. So he doesn't say how much. Now, um, now there's another very interesting thing when it comes to pale bottle, and that is like this. Um, the um, the chuvas haramah. The ramah says as follows. The ramah brings b'shein the marami padva. He says there's a difference between. A rav and a melamed, a rabbi and a teacher. He says, let's say a melamed, you back out of the job of being the rabbi. He, you back out of his job, now he doesn't have a job. So he comes along and says, you owe me the money. I said, no problem, but you can pay a bottle because you're not working. So I only have to pay you whatever a pile bottle is. So he says, no. Why? Because the Gemara talks about very big, uh, strong porters, you know, that work at the, at the port, that carry things. And the Gemara says that they don't want to not work. You know why they don't want to wor- not work? Because then they're going to weaken and they're going to lose their strength. So some workers, it's not worth any money in the world for them not to work. Because they're going to lose who they are. So there's no pile bottle in that case. So the Ramos is the same thing as with a Malamed. A Malamed who doesn't teach, loses being a good Rebbe. He forgets his, his techniques. You know, you always have to be on top of your game. So he'll never take money not to work. So you, there's no such thing as a pile bottle. He says, Masha'en a rav. A rav, he knows the halacha. You know, paskin, yes or no, and finished. So therefore, for him, if he's not working anymore, so you do pay him a pile bottle. So what do you see from here? You see from here that it's not a given or a definite. It's a kolafi ha'inyan. Different industries have different ways. The Gemara is saying and the Ramah is saying certain industries there's no pile bottle. They wouldn't take anything not to work because they're going to become rusty. They're not going to be good at their job anymore. Then they're going to lose much more down the line. They'd rather be working. And therefore you have to pay them a full salary. But someone who won't get rusty if he doesn't work so he's willing to take some money not to work. How much is that? Well, now we have Rashi saying half. We have uh, somebody else, the Rajba, saying a little bit. We'll take it a little further. What happens if um, the, uh, they bring from, from the Paiskim, this is already like Heintika Paiskim from today, they bring like this. Let's say there's a difference between a person who gets paid by the job or gets paid by the month. If a person gets paid by the job, let's say he's a, a I don't know, he's a wall, he's a painter. Okay, so he's a painter. So you backed out of this paint job. Okay, see so how much would he take? Now this paint job is supposed to take a week, let's say. So how much would he take not to have to work this week? 
So he'll take less. Okay, why? But then he'll move on to the next job. But he says, what happens if a person who just makes a monthly salary, a secretary, makes a monthly salary, and now you're going to tell you're fired, right? And I'm going to pay you kapoil bottle. If you pay me kapoil bottle, I won't have enough money to live this month. I'm never going to take money not to work. See, if it's by the job, I'll find another job. But if I'm paying, being paid, any person will, for a little one job, give up a job so they have a little vacation. But I'm not going to give up a whole month's work to have vacation because then I have nothing to live on. I can't live on half a salary. So they want to be, again, you see, it's a kolafiha industry. Depends what the job is. Each person will decide or could decide, is this something I'm willing to do or not? So that's another way of being, of being mechalic. Now there's a four, um, there's a, a, a third way, let's say, of being mechalic, is also a difference between someone who has a physically lab, physical labor job and someone who has a desk job. He says, someone who has a physical labor job, so you know what, it takes a lot of kaychas out of them. So they'll take, you know, half the money, a quarter of the money, something not to go through the physical labor. But a person who has an easy desk job, well, it's not sorry, it's easy, but it's a desk job, Right? So to them, they'll, they're, they're, they'd rather work. They'd rather work and make the money. So you'll say, I'll give you a day off. My job's not that hard that I want a day off. You know what? I, 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 you'd have to pay me 95% of my salary for me not to work because I'd rather make the money. You know, I'm, I'm, it's, the guy who has a physical heavy labor job, so then that person needs vacations every once in a while. And he'll even take a lower amount not to have to work today. But someone who has an easy desk job, he says, so they're not going to take half the schar for that. 70% maybe, 80%. So you see from the Paiskim that number one, Rashi says half. Others say just a little. But the, the, the contemporary Paiskim are saying, you really have to take a lot of things into account over here. You have to take into account how the person's paid, is it by the job, is it by the month? Is it something that he's going to become rusty and because of that he doesn't want any days off? Or is it something that, you know, he could take a day off? Is it a physical labor job that people will take a vacation day for a higher percentage less than they would be paid to work because they don't have to work that physical labor? The person who has a job that's a much easier job, person, let's say, has a job at home anyways. They're at home. They're a telemarketer. You'll say, I'll give you off. <laughs> I'm home anyways. I have a phone anyways. So I'm either talking to my friends or I'm making calls. It's not worth anything to me. Maybe $10, so I'm not so much of it. You know what I mean? But maybe 5%. But a guy who has to go out and, 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 and do a, you know, and go, uh, you know, uh, build a house... So he says, I'll give you a day off, a day off, I can rest, I can relax. It's a physically hard labor job. So the contemporary parties can say, really, you got to take in so many different things into account. There's no one rule you could give. It really depends on the person, it depends on the job, it depends on the industry, it depends how he's being paid. Every situation has to be done up. And we will stop here for today, and Bez Hashem, we will continue on Wednesday.